2: Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app-out-participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: Okay, theoretically speaking, that is us recording. Hello, I am, hold on, I am... Um, <laughs> uh, what you're going to get today uh, Due to the fact it's bank holiday um, And no one's available And you know we lost So we're all really bad losers Is, um, is This is recorded a little bit earlier on We're going to play it out live So probably at 7pm you're hearing me now uh, But also this will be the podcast for the week as well uh, So we'll be missing our, our features Like the Ultimate 25 Man uh, Squad Where we're quite blatantly going to be Picking Steve Copple as the squad manager um, we'll also be looking at who we're going to take out of the squad and put in at your request. Quite a lot of uh, emotional contact on Twitter over that during the course of the week. Still hate getting blamed for people being in our squad that have nothing to do with me. Um, but anyway, uh, but we'll, uh, we'll be Daddy talking about <laughs> Danny <butt Yeah>, <laughs> Exactly. And uh, that is the voice of Alex Penge, but also Point we have. have <laughs> Patrick, you
0: alright?
3: I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, it'd be quite good. We listen back to this and all the um, the noises on with the buttons I'm pressing it out, out of sequence that's happened before that's what she said um, right okay this is, this is why I'm not the producer because I can't help but clicking on buttons uh, but it's um, but yeah there we go uh, so we will be talking about the defeat to Newcastle quite a um, contrast to the last show where we're celebrating a um, victory at Wembley and you know, an FA Cup semi-final to come. So, a um, little bit of a climb down from that, and I'm sure, hopefully, you're all out with your, your family and friends enjoying the wonderful bank holiday weather instead. Um, this is not a bank holiday in America, though, is it, Patrick?
4: Unfortunately, i go back to work tomorrow. Certainly not, so... Uh, in, oh, your well. um. <laughs> in your face. In your face.
3: So, um, I don't really have a, a jingle to separate this, what is effectively the intro to the rest of the show, so I'm just going to go... Yeah, buddy. Okay, so talking about the <laughs> talking about the game, um, which I don't really want to do, um, but I'm going to have to. You could just play jingles. I could. I could play what they call vox pops. I don't know what they're called. You're the radio well, expert. You, you shouldn't really have brought it up if you didn't know what they're called. <laughs> what you mean now? Yes. Um, uh, now, obviously, the, the the lineup change. It was an enforced change because Zaha has been struggling with a with an injury. But um, other than that, we're talking about what is probably our, our, our strongest squad. But the decision was to instead of uh, bringing in like for like, perhaps you know bringing in maybe Sacco for a start to see how he gets on, or you know maybe I say <laughs> Cho Young Lee, but obviously he's talked himself out of uh, a place in the squad, but, which we'll probably try and touch on a little bit later on. Um, but but I thought it was quite well, It was a surprise to me, Patrick. I don't know what you thought about the um, putting Macarthur in and playing that 3 member field of Jedanek, Kabai, and Macarthur in behind the striker.
4: Actually, I didn't think at the time it was a bad idea, um, just based on the fact that MacArthur is uh, integral to how we play. When he and Kabai link up, everyone was talking about how great Kabai plays with MacArthur, etc.
3: Oh, I I heard you back. That is Alex Penge ruining everything. I think. Is it? Yeah.
4: Okay. So, but in hindsight, I understand what what the manager was doing and trying to get punch and wide and Balassie wide. But I'm starting to realise that it's not really an issue with. Kabai and Punch and play. And I don't think we can play Kabai, Punch and Macarthur. And I'll tell you why. I think Macarthur tries when Macarthur tries to play behind. You know, sits in behind the strike. It doesn't really work. Punch is much better, effective at being. You know, the either you know a number ten or playing out wide and kind of interchanging, And where Macarthur can only really play. You know, kind of deep. So it's going to be interesting to see how going forward what we do. You know, going to the next two matches in the final. Because I'll be honest, with you, I'd love to see Kabai, Punch and Macarthur. But it's just, it's just it's, to me, it's not going to work.
3: Well, what, what frustrates me about it is, okay, you, you kind of lose a bit of um, Kabai's playmaking by putting MacArthur in behind, but yeah, right. Kabay can play can play in behind if you're going to do that. But more importantly, it, it's about you know putting your best players in the best positions. Yes. And, and putting James MacArthur in behind the striker is not. It's, it's not. You're not going to get the best out of him. Um, and it was a bit of a, of a sort of a mystery for me why he chose that decision, but. You know, as, as well, what did you think about it, Alex? When you saw it,
5: um, it would be it would have been quite harsh to um, to to drop Yednak because yelak has been in, immense, and you know these are the games that are made, you know, the tailor made for for yeah. Um And I think you know we all like seeing Kobay Well, I personally prefer Kobay in a deeper position, anyway, I just think he's you know he's proven this season that there's more to his game than going forward. You know, he's made the what what someone. I think he made the second or third most interceptions um, this season so far. Um, And, you know, I think MacArthur just needed, you know, he needed uh, a run-on and he needed to to prove that, you know, maybe, you know, just to... Be in Pardie's thinking for for the final because yeah. who knows what could happen up until um, up until the final in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, we might you might Kabai might pick up a knock, yeah, that might pick up a knock. So I think it was necessary. Of uh, course, uh, I've got no problem with Macarthur yeah. playing. I just I just think even with the same personnel,
3: you could change that system and and we we would be a little bit more comfortable, um, mm. particularly particularly Macarthur, who you know he did. He, he probably, in a way, probably did too much because it's his natural game to get up and down the pitch and, and yeah. to be as involved defensively as he is up the other end. And that, you know, and that in itself gave us some problems when actually, you know, trying to create chances because we were dominant in the first half. You know, yeah. the better side by far, but, but did lack a degree of cutting edge. Of course, Wickham had an early chance, but a great tackle from the cell um, stopped that. And, and Kabai got in later on, putting well by punching, but really, you know, we're... Other than the, the long shot by Balassi and the, and the volley from the clearance by a corner, you know those those were our key moments, and they weren't all. None of them were clear cut chances, I don't think, and that that's what was disappointing for me. Do you do you think that um, we'd have rested players if it wasn't Newcastle? I don't know, but I don't like. I don't want, I don't think so, because it's the wrong attitude. Because not only can we have an effect on the rest of the table, but as you can see by by fan reaction, no one's comfortable at the moment. Everyone's still nervous that we'll be mathematically caught and overtaken by these teams. Now, for two of those teams below us to overtake us is is a huge ask, but it's closer this week than it was last. So yeah, you can understand why people are getting touchy and and didn't like the performance. But, um, Mm. but I mean, overall, Patrick, what was your overall feeling about the first half?
4: I was, I was, you know, strangely optimistic about it. I mean, I knew it would be tough, obviously, because you could tell the way we, we kind of set out with Blassie Boy, Blassie really got off the real storm. It was really playing very well. But Wickham was a little bit quiet. But the crowd, with their crowd, you could tell the crowd was very tense. Every time we slowed the came down from yeah. throw-ins or freakies, they started, you know, making noise. So that was, that was interesting. So I, like, I, I thought the first half was good. I just, we just, I just thought we needed a goal. Then we had gotten a goal. The pressure now have been so immense. For them to get back into the match I don't think they could have handled it And I think You know You mentioned Velassi's volley Was such a great shot But Darla made a great save on that So We just missed it And I thought thought Wickham Was very quiet But I'm not blaming him I don't think he really got any He really didn't get any service So uh, It it was unfortunate Yeah
3: It's it's good I mean obviously Their keeper made some key saves Which is always handy isn't it Um Not far to comment
4: at all (laughs) No at all Not at
5: all
3: Um I mean, but, but talk about saves I mean really Newcastle's main opportunity um, and, and they had a couple in the first half but I'd say that the one that came closest was probably a, a long range shot from Mbemba that the Hennessy got down well to sort of tip away but it, it was very far out. Um, yeah. Yeah absolutely Alex but I mean again you, your sort of thoughts coming into half time you know
5: could you really see anyone but Palace winning that game? Not really I thought we had the upper hand I thought we would have. Best team in the in the first half, um, but you could just see in the second half how fatigued some of the players were. Um, I know we're going to probably touch on this in a minute, but you know I thought, despite um, how well he played, I thought Delaney was probably our best player, but he just looked absolutely knackered at times. Um, same with Dan. I think I think Dan. You know, if it wasn't Newcastle, like I mentioned earlier, I think you'd probably seen another player come in, maybe a in Mariappa. Um, in and siding with, with Delaney because you know Dan's looked really tired, um, you know, the past couple of games. Um, obviously, got a knock, I think, against Watford, um, which everyone was worried about. Um, but you know, at times, I think the majority of the team just looked a bit sluggish. And well, this, yeah, well, yeah,
3: this, this is a good point, Alex. And, and yes, yeah. this, this is where if, if we hadn't been on such a poor run, and it's important mm. that we talk about the fact that you know we've had one win in 2016. We won in limped. 19 games. Yeah, One winning 19 games. We have limped, you know, mm. half a season. Yeah. Uh, in the in the league, and it's and as much as we can talk about being in an FA Cup final, and we can talk about remaining in the Premier League, you know, which is you know, you're talking 99 percent certain. Mm. It's not good enough, and yep. you and we could be in a position now where we could legitimately rest players mm. if we'd got over the line like we should have done a long long time ago. And, and we can point to the to the weaknesses in the squad and, and what have you, we can point at those things, but really, a run of, of that type is, is deeply concerning, and we've said it, over, it's grown over the last few weeks, and we're even, you know, listening back to our, our our podcast last week, you know, we even struggled to be unanimously positive after winning in the FA Cup semi-final. That That's how everyone's kind of feeling at the moment. Um, it is a concern, I have to say, but when you start talking about tiredness, it's because I mean a lot of those players have played an awful lot of games yeah. uh, and with no respite. I suspect quite a few are carrying little knocks and injuries.
5: Yeah, if you see that, you see Delaney's played 30-odd games, Dan's played 30-odd games, Suarez played 30-odd games, Kabay's played 30-odd games, you know, Ward's close to hitting that 30 mark. So there's a lot of players there that have, have played a lot of football. Yeah, it's
3: not. But it's not just the, the total number of games. It's how many games we've had to fit in the last couple of weeks as well. That, that yeah. yeah, yeah,
5: yep. totally agree. And and we saw that as well. Um, you know, during the Christmas Christmas period, you know, that's where we started dropping points and you know not winning games. And you know, we saw that games were you know coming at us. You know, we had three games in a week um, during, during that period, and and I, and that's where we we sort of struggled. I think you know, obviously we were. We were looking at targets in in January, and I don't know if we missed out on a few a few players, but you know, it, it the the squad does need a, a massive refresh in the summer. Patrick, sorry, no, yeah, you're right. That's I'm sure that will be dominating our, our
3: yes, yeah. soon as soon as we get a chance, Patrick. In terms of uh, you, you know you know a fair bit about coaching, in terms of actually you know fitness training and things like that, is do you think there's anything suspect, or do you think it's just a case that you know, so many games in such quick succession have of, of just taken their toll on certain players.
4: Yeah, I think that falls squarely on the manager's head. Um, he hasn't used his squad properly at all. No. We've spoken about it in the past. I mean, you guys mentioned about Dan. Dan was physically sick at halftime. He threw up on the field. Um, I don't know if you guys yeah. noticed, but at half, he threw up, and then they got some water for him. He was sick. So at that. Obviously, I think I think actually, the manager mentioned there was something wrong with Dan, so he shouldn't even have played yesterday. I understand the game was a big game, but we had Mariapa and Kelly both on the bench. Either one of them could have started centre back, yeah. probably Mariapa. So, and he did a good job against Man United. So, why wouldn't he do that? So, for me, this falls really on on a manager. Not only that, we've also spoken in the past about having young players and how we loaned them out. And I get that, and I'm I'm all for loaning them out. But there was a there was opportunity, you know, at one point to have got um, you know more playing time for the likes of um, when they were here, Kai Kai and um, Okay. And Bower exactly. And we longed out. I mean, Gray not yeah. as much, Gray never really came back. I and mean, we never did it. Johnny Williams when was back for a little bit and then we decided not to keep on the squad and sent him to MK Don the getting, getting relegated. I mean, he just hasn't really done a poor job. I don't know uh, the issue. The only time he really has done it is when we've had injuries. He hasn't done it based on a rotation basis, and I think that's gonna prove to be his undoing as far as people worrying about if he can actually be the long term manager. He's got to do a better job of getting players more playing time and keeping them fresh. And that would to me will alleviate the injuries and the tiredness.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting sort of thinking about it. you talk about the uh, criticism that was labelled in by, by Chung Young Lee this week. Right. Yeah.
4: That, yeah. Was, you know, that was, honestly, that's, that's, I hate to say that's damning. Because, I mean, and you know what, every point that he made, honestly, was a, was spot on. It really was. Yeah. Well, no,
3: there's, you know, in a way, there's a big positive in there. He talks about how great he is on the training ground. Yes, yeah, yes. But, but the observations about you know playing the same players every week and not giving opportunities are exactly what we're talking about um right. and I'm not saying that that Lee has necessarily played himself into contention and oh absolutely you know, not I agree right but you know and, and but you know he's a player i rate and i' he's a player I'm surprised we haven't used more
5: yeah.
3: um but but at the same time, you know the nature of football is you, you've got to try and pick the best team to win a game every week, and if you're not. And yes, the pressure is on you to perform when you are picked, even if you haven't been playing much football. It's it is difficult, but that's just not the nature of the game, isn't it? Not di- no different for anyone else. So I thought some of that criticism was a bit like, okay, we get it. You, you want to leave and you want to go and play regular football. So you know, the, but the manager's not really done anything different than any other manager would have done. But but there is an element of truth to to how he sticks with players, perhaps when he shouldn't.
4: But Chris, two things I thought I I, I really thought were, were pretty for lack of a better term. One was the part about the, you know, the, the three subs when he had him warm up for matches when we had used our subs. You know, and listen, I listen. I coach, and you do get kind of caught up in the game. But you've got a sister manager on the bench. You've got to know you've yeah. use your third sub, and the guy should be warming up. And secondly, is when he had the kid train with the first team or the first eleven, and then then he doesn't play. I, I get again that you might want to change what you're doing but why would you do that to a player why would you have him you know his mindset be I'm, I'm starting Saturday and then all of a sudden the, the Saturday comes around and you take him out of the, the, the line doesn't make any sense to me that's that's not good man management it just isn't
3: no no and again yeah that 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 does send a, a, a very poor message exactly. not, not just not just to the player but to any other players on the fringes yeah. as well mm. it's you know it's, it's a trust issue but uh, you know it's, it is easy to pick holes uh, when you're frustrated and when you're angry and you know it is easy to, to ignore the things that have been done well and have been done right and it has been an right. awful lot of that this season mm. so I don't want to get too bogged down in it but look, people are asking questions again um, and in particular when, when you see a game as frustrating as this game it <laughs> really yeah. um, oh. does come to the fore so and I suppose I suppose again, I'm, I'm sure you'll, uh, you'll agree with this, what was disappointing is that we got to half time where the better side should be ahead and you know what's going to happen. And, yeah. and know, knowing what's going to happen doesn't mean you can de- stop it happening. <laughs>
4: yeah, like yeah. You, can't,
3: you cannot stop a team that have to win the game or they, they lose their Premier League status effectively. You cannot stop them coming out after half-time having had a rocket up their arse from, from a very, very, very good manager who knows how to organise a team and knows what to do. Uh, when his too new to goal, right? You can't stop mm-hmm. them coming out and just pressuring you. And the really frustrating thing is we did brilliantly to handle that pressure for about, what was it, 10 minutes? 10 minutes, yeah. We just, we just fended them off brilliantly. Everyone stuck to their task. Everyone tackled back. And what actually caught us in the end was we got we got a little bit adventurous. We started, we actually, we, Blassey had the ball out on the left, um... and and just I can't I don't know what happened whether he got a little kick or he lost it or something like that but he just he just stopped and kind of just like looked at it and and then they broke and it's just we were at a moment where I thought we're going to get a cross in here we're going to get a proper chance and it just just that moment that little hesitation and all of a sudden we're up the other end and Townsend who was a pain in the arse all game
4: yeah he is a good player the only outlet was him the whole match it was scary
3: but, um, and, and you know Dan's made a tired challenge I thought it was a really soft free kick at first but I've seen it back a few times and you know it is a foul he's late he's late trying to get across to him Townsend yep. puts his body across takes the foul you know it's smart mm. you know, yeah. it's disappointing so let's talk about the free kick mm. god uh, <laughs> a, do we have so, to? yeah so look it was a great hit absolutely great hit it was uh, and, and you know you know, maybe you could say it's reward for Townsend's commitment. look um, far and away their best player, mm. and you could think, you know, oh well, you can't do anything about that kind of quality, but but can you? That's the yeah. question.
4: All right, so let me, Jimmy, jump in here again. Right. This, is the, this is the third <laughs> time that we've, he's been beaten on a, Listen, we've yeah. You, know, you can give Townsend all the credit you want. It is a great free kick, Chris, but again. You know, I've watched watched games before, I've watched games after, and Hennessy does the same thing every single free kick. People have been told me on Twitter, he's coached that way. He takes one or two steps to the other side. He does not trust his wall. I don't know why, so why even have a wall? I just put a play on that back post because he continually cheats to one side. Then with his six, whatever, six for five, he has no chance to save that. But if he stays Chris to the side of the wall, he's got a chance. If he can make a save, chances are he will not. But he's got no chance where he, where he plays every free He did the same exact thing against with Payette's kick. The same thing. And I get again, they're both great free kicks. But you're not going to give yourself a chance if you continually have that little, people call it, what do they call it in, uh, in golf, the yips, where you continually check to one side. It's not going to work. So, yeah, it was a great kick, but he's got to do better as far as... Stop, he's got to stop doing that because players who are taking figures, they know what he's going to do. And I watched today. I watched, I watched De Gea. I watched Schmeichel. Especially Schmeichel. Schmeichel had two figures first, man. And not one time did he move his feet. He kept his feet right by where he wanted to so he had a chance to make a save. I don't understand that he keeps doing that. And to me, that is, a, that is an issue for that keeper. It really is, it bothers me. So, I've yeah. spoken. I'm done.
3: <laughs> well, I do say that, you know, if, you, if you're beating the wall side... And you do your best to get across. Then, then you're beaten. That's just exactly. The wall. That's how it is. Yep. It's not the keeper's fault. It's the wall's fault, effectively, or it's or it's just amazing skill. Mm. Right. If you're beaten, you know. So you put. That's the point of a wall. Don't put a wall there if you're not <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't
4: people.
3: don't use one exactly. <laughs> put a on a line. Put them on the line. one up the goal line.
2: <laughs> Little human pyramid. <laughs> <if> that's. <what laughs>
4: You want to? this <laughs> guy I'm in the middle, and this yeah. guy on the, on the end. Exactly.
3: I just think, um, you know, I can understand, right? Because part of me thinks this, right? So if if the guy goes over the wall, and because of that step, Hennessy actually saves it. You think, oh, fair play, Hennessy. Well done, mate. Yeah, exactly. But, but you yeah. know, but but the but the coaching. You're right. The coaching should be, and and I'm sure it is. that the wall is there for a reason. You cover the other side. Make sure you can see the ball. But it's, the thing is, we're talking about fractions, right? We're talking about absolute split seconds. Yep. So when you watch it in slow motion and you think, oh, look, he's, been on, he's on his wrong foot for, for, you know, three, four seconds. He's not. He's on his wrong foot for <laughs> half exactly. a second. But that half a second, is if, if, you, if your first step, your first half step is to the right, uh, a keeper of that height, a keeper of, you know, uh, of that international ability... Might feel he should be getting that or mm. could get that or might get fingertips to it, we still might not save it, but might get a right. bit closer to it, right? Exactly. So he has to he has to look at that, and we, we as a club need to look at that as our goalkeeper and say, you know, even if he can't get to that, even if that's the best free kick in the world, he gets nowhere near it. Is he doing the basics right? And I think most people who watch that say no, saying no, he's not doing the basics right.
5: Um, any views, Alex? Yeah, well, just once you put your weight on that left on that left leg, it's just very difficult to just change that in the split seconds, yeah. and to go where the ball's going. And you know, I've got a theory about this. I think maybe you know he's sort of being he's taking his place for granted, Hennessy, because he knows that he's not going to be challenged for his number one spot. We we all know that. We know that, you know, Pargey doesn't fancy Spironi, um, McCarthy's made mistakes when he's when he's been back in the side. And he knows that he's not he's gonna be in that, that Welsh team, he's gonna be starting for Wales um at the Euros. And I think maybe having a cup goalkeeper would have just kept him on his toes, you know, made him focus on the league Campaign because you know he's making too many mistakes and he's indecisive um, and I think having that goalkeeper on his shoulder, you know, in the cup um, might have been a good thing for Hennessy because he's just being, he's unchallenged at the moment. You know, he knows he's got, he's got it all sorted for him. I think next season needs needs a, need a shape up again. We just need do we bring another goalkeeper in? Do we do we do we start McCarthy for, uh, from the off, offset? Do we start it from the offset? You know, from the start. Just because at the moment, Hennessy is just literally just... He's just strolling strolling through these games, knowing that, you know, his place is always unchallenged. Patrick?
4: Alex, that's a great point. And before I go on a little rant, I'm not going to rant, really. I want to make it very clear. I do not hate Wayne Hennessy. People think I hate him. I do not hate him. I don't like the way he plays goalkeeper for I Palace. I, I don't hate him. Having said that, that's a great point, Alex. I mean, I, I, if you guys remember this, the NBC documentary... Uh, during the documentary, I think in the third episode, after he made the howl against against Aston Villa, both the goalkeeping coach and manager mentioned that, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's he, we're going to watch him during training and see if he's, you know, confident, etc., blah, blah, blah. And he never dropped him. He never dropped him. That was the lowest yeah. point of the season. He never dropped the goalie. And he wasn't dropped at all for the entire season. And I'm telling you right now, I can, I, you could not name another goalkeeper who can go on this kind of a run in the league, 19 matches, and win one game, it would have kept his place. And I think Alex is absolutely right. The fact he's been unchallenged because he knows he's ever going to get dropped means that not that he's overconfident, but just that he just knows that if I make a mistake, I'm, I'm still going to be the goalie. And that's a huge problem. It goes back what I said before about, about the manager. He doesn't manage the team properly. That player, that goalie should have been dropped. I'm not saying for the season. Dropping him for a couple of matches. I think McCarthy only played that one match because I believe Hennessy was hurt and then he made it. Unfortunately, he had that slip against Liverpool. But Sponge never got a chance the entire season. He played the one match and we all know how well he played against United. So I think had he dropped him, for whatever reason, just to say, you know, I'm going to give him a little bit of rest, it could have changed our entire league season. Not the cup necessarily, but the league because it would have been a big difference. And I think Ax makes a great point. He's not being challenged. That falls squarely on Pardew's head.
3: You know, we, brought, we brought it up before about, about the defence needs confidence in their keeper. And ever since we brought that up, every single game I look at it and there's moments where I think yep. they have literally zero confidence in that goalkeeper.
5: Was it in Leicester as well? In the first half, he made a howler um, from a corner. I think he dropped the ball and then everyone just giving him brief. And then he, I think he made a save in the second half. But then next game after that, he makes another mistake and makes another mistake the game after that. And it's I just. Don't, I, don't think he, he does, I don't think he calls for it. Yeah. So
3: often he doesn't. He doesn't shout his defence to leave the ball. Sometimes he's not you know, the strongest, the,
5: is he? I don't think he's. No, strong. but no, no look,
3: He's. But you know, look. He's. He's got a, a lot of experience, right? Yeah. He's played. He's played an awful lot of football. He's been in the game a long, long time. So nothing we're saying. We're not. You know, he's not a rookie goalkeeper. So it's fair to criticise him. I think. Yeah. You know, right. But at the same time, we're not, we're not out there, right? We you know we're making judgments from what we can see. Um. You know, if it was perhaps as bad as we think it is, um. I don't think there'd be any choice put to drop him. So when I say, oh, it doesn't call, it doesn't give defenders a shout and all that sort of stuff, I'm sure he does but it's just the moments that we see where there were, you know, I can't remember what it was, there was a moment in the Newcastle game, I'm absolutely certain of it, where, where a cross came in and there was just no one there other than, other than defence. But we still, had to, we still headed it behind or tried to make a clearance because, you know, because and, and I think I'm pretty sure it was Dan who just looked at Hennessy straight afterwards and was like why didn't you say leave it? you know and that's a worry for me that like, it really is um, but look we could talk all day about Wayne NNC we won't be saying too many things new I think a lot of not, you know and don't get me wrong to, to address the point that a lot of people defend him and I've said this before about other players I totally get why people defend a Palace player yes I really do it's, to- yeah. it's fine it's great absolutely it's to show support to think come on guys you're blaming him for things that you know incidents that aren't actually his fault and all that kind of stuff and that does happen you do you know, because the first thing that happened when that free kick went in wasn't, oh, what a good free kick! It was a goddamn it, Hennessy. Before I'd even seen the the analysis, you know, um, and I could have been incredibly wrong about that. But it turns out he, you know, he did make a, a mistake with his feet and all that sort of stuff. But look, no, it's fine. It's fine to defend him, and us us talking about him in a negative way doesn't mean we don't want him to do well. Because um, we do. I want him to. You know, I want him to be, uh, to be up there celebrating an FA Cup win with us after having an absolutely storming game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, you yeah. know, that's what I want. Absolutely.
4: I totally agree with that.
3: So there you go. Anyway, look, let's, let's not talk about that anymore. Let's talk about another brilliant, brilliant moment where we missed a penalty.
4: Um, <laughs> 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 from bad to
0: worse.
4: <laughs> uh, look,
3: the thing, is, what I will say is, from the, from the cross that, was, that won us the corner, right? Yeah, I can deal with the cross I, I, I did, so I didn't at the okay. time.
4: But from I the cross, when I first saw it. From right? the cross,
3: I was all I was already shouting at, shouting at the uh, should we say the laptop and the legal stream, <laughs> 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 um, uh, because because Sacco played the ball in. It was it was a rubbish cross, but he played the ball in, and only Jason Punchins in the box. Yeah. And not only is only Jason Punchin in the box, no one else is anywhere near it. Now, Wickham gets, gets let off because Wickham came deep to collect the ball to set up the chance for Sacco to Cross, right? Exactly, yes, he does. Where's everyone else?
4: Right, exactly.
3: Where are, where are they? We're 1-0 we're down in a game that's extremely important to us. It really matters. We've got to get points on the ball. We've got to get this monkey off our back about being not mathematically safe. But more importantly, it's... it's you know, it's a football match. These are professional players played, sorry, paid to, to, you know, to go and win games. You know, there's people who spent hundreds of pounds travelling to Newcastle to watch that match. So where are the players in the box when we're losing the game? And, right, you know, that, that, that annoyed me. So, the, uh, obviously, the corner comes in, and I think immediately, oh, he's given a soft free kick. For, That's exactly for, what I uh, thought. Exactly. I was already yeah. just wandering yeah. off, like, just, oh, not listening, yeah. so annoying. And all of a sudden, it's a penalty. So, um, and it's great. I think it's a great spot from the referee. It I really was. Really
4: do. He, so I, fair do fair credit. He did a great job get catch. Because again, I, when I first saw, it, I didn't think it was a penalty. Seeing again, I said it was. But like, it was very hard to spot it with the hand so high next to uh, whose head with it. Was it Dan's head? I guess. Dan's Dan's head. Yeah, yeah and he, no, he flicks his fingertips really, on it just exactly. as Dan's heading. It. Great referee, and I, I don't often say that, so fair play to yeah. the ref.
5: Was a penalty like then, Alex? The great referee in penalty was um... <laughs> Shambolic, You know, I mean, it was just a really good height for I And mean, I don't think it was a good save. It was just, it was a save, and, and it's a shame because, you know, Kabbai scored a really a pre- high pressured uh, penalty earlier on in the season um, against Watford, um, and he just literally just planted one and made it easy easy for Darlow to save. And it's unfortunate really because you know I I think that affected the rest of his afternoon as well you know he didn't look as confident as he did in the first half for first half he looked okay but he just oh God it was, this, it was the same
3: penalty as it, against Reading where, where Al Hapsi's got a hand to it yeah yep. to good goal. height for the goalkeeper the same, yeah. same height same same position um, and Darlow has made a slight movement as Kibai's run up to the other side mm-hmm. you know it's a standard thing that you know you see keepers do a lot make little little sort of jerk to one side, then dive to the other. Uh, and Kabai's just literally gone to put it the other side of him. But if the keeper's done his homework, which he would have done, he will look to the last penalty that, that Kabai would have taken, which was against Reading, and he's gone to the exact same spot. Um, pretty basic stuff. And and there's a lot of chat about, was Kabai the right person to take that penalty? Was Gale on at the time? Gale, Gale was not on, I don't think. No, OK. But Mila so- Yenna...
4: Jedi, Jedi was. And this is why i jump in, Chris. Um, at, the time, I, at the time, I was so nervous. I was hoping Jedi would just take the ball, but I could understand my goodbye taking the kick based on he, he was 4 for 4. My problem is this. One is that it's against Newcastle, and all the pressure he must have been feeling. He made a stupid comment. I made a comment about how he doesn't want him to go down. Similar to what um, Pardew had said. And secondly, I remember the Reading penalty and I said to myself, that's not a good kick. His best kick was a Wofford kick. The Wofford kick was a perfect, I mean, I'm, I, I play you guys playing. To go across your body, up upper, upper corner is the best one you can possibly take. I thought he's, he's gotten a little bit lazy. That can you take when you go to that same side as, as your foot is a little lazy. And I think like you said, Chris, if, if Darlow's doing his homework, he gets that. I would have much rather Jedi take it. Jedi hits his balls usually much harder, much higher and I would have more confidence but at the time I'm not going to say I wanted Jadé to take it I really thought that after but I just thought that having played for Newcastle and all the pressure must be on, I think it was a bad decision I had to take the kick
3: yeah it's, it's one of those in hindsight isn't it you look at yeah. it and just think oh, yeah. oh why why do that but yeah like you say I think for me the important thing is you'd scored every penalty he's taken he used right. the club penalty taker you know, right. That's that's been decided. Whether that's the right decision, whether that's a bit of favouritism. Exactly. Gets, Good you know, point. people people will be going into the mm. detail of he probably gets a goal <laughs> bonus. That's more money for him. So yeah. exactly. the party's given it. That's the kind of detail so. you get when people are frustrated and angry about stuff. And you know, we've seen Jednak doesn't miss for us either, is he? And um, yeah. you know, like you say, I'm a lot more confident thinking about me. Jednak running up and hitting that. So rather, the keeper goes in with it. <laughs> exactly. The night, the night, he really night, does know side footing a penalty at, at a saveable height but we're, we're talking about it in hindsight you know if he yeah. goes the other way and it goes in and you think oh what a, what a perfect decision to give goodbye to that you know you can stuff it to the newcastle fans because they were booing him yeah. You know, that. You know, yeah maybe maybe he scores it you know gets it, gets a load of confidence from that and goes and wins us the game later on all that kind of stuff so hindsight's a wonderful thing as they say um but, yeah, I don't have too much more to add about that. It, it, to be honest with you, it would, I think we did deserve a point out of that, and that scoring that penalty would have been justice. But, you know, such is life. Such is life. Um, so here's the big question. We've had a lot of people tweeting directly after the game saying, Par duel. We've criticised him a lot. What do you
5: think, Alex? I personally think that um, he needs to be given the summer. Uh, he needs a chance for, for next season. Um, I think just, there needs to be an infrastructural change at the club and I think there's too many too many of the old guards at the club and I think we need to bring in some experienced heads. Um we need to I think there's just not a lot of experience. You know, apart if you are looking apart from Milan, um I just think there's no there's no it just seems like Pardue has not got that, that person to sort of guide him through these tricky situations. And you know it's it's weird saying that because obviously Pardew's an experienced manager. He's been managing for ten to twelve years um, at the top level. But I just think we just need some fresh faces at the club. I'm not sure whether a director of football's the right move, but I just need we, well, you know somebody somebody there to just just disagree with Pardew at times because I think at the moment Pardew's got everything going his own way. But having that 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 personality in the dressing room or around the club. You know, might just freshen things up a bit, and you know it's a big season for us next season. You know, we, uh, you know, there's all there's been talks that you know maybe the owners might dip in um, and and use that extra TV money for to bring players in, and it and you know if Pardu um, we want party to get the right players in and, and we want we want to start good we want a good start for you know next season because it's a big big season for the club and i just think we need to be careful we need to be careful the summer's a big summer for us probably one of our biggest summers for a long time um and we just need to make sure that we make the right moves in the transfer market and we're all prepared for the next season yeah no that, that but that's that's true of every club but what we've,
3: what we've got to be very very mindful of in, in my opinion um, which which gets lost in a lot of this talk about, we've got to replace the squad. We've got to make sure when people are out, we've got be- you know, good enough players to come in. All that hmm. sort of stuff. Of course we have. Of course we have. Right. We've seen how we struggle this season. But you have to just look at, at history. You have to look at what happens to, to teams of our size in the league, because. Because we've been here for three years and we get carried away on this bandwagon of, oh, it's progress every season, blah, 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 blah. That's what we're all about. We're going to do things differently now. We're not going to be the Palace of Old.
4: right So
3: how many other clubs have thought like that? How many clubs like Wigan have thought like that? Like Charlton have thought like that? Portsmouth. Like Bolton, Hull, Portsmouth. All these yeah. clubs that have thought like that. We've been here for a few years now. We're established. It's time to kick on. It's difficult. We are still, no matter what people think, no matter what comes out of the club in terms of the, the narrative we are still a club that every single year the first thought has got to be avoiding relegation, and, and also has got to be a, a, a bit of a thought about what happens if the worst happens. Yeah, um, and, and I think we, we got ahead of ourselves this year. I think as a fan base, we're still as a group way ahead of ourselves. Yeah, um, totally and agree, and that's and that's and that, that's hard not to be that way. And that doesn't mean that doesn't mean we can't be ambitious. But it means we still have to remember to take you know, the rough with the smooth. We've still got to accept that there could be a time times where we struggle. And look, how often do managers stay at clubs for four, five, six years? They don't. Every manager gets to a point and it, and struggles. Now the question is, can Pardew get us out of this struggle? Patrick?
4: It's a great question, Chris. Um I'll be honest with you, I think the, the biggest thing now is the FA Cup Final. I think it really falls on that. Not only, I, actually, I, I'll take that back. I think the next two matches in the FA Cup Final uh, will make or break him. And I'll tell you why I think it's, that's the reason. If he wins the FA Cup, which is the, obviously our biggest ever um, capture, you, you can't get rid of the manager. It wouldn't be fair. Um, and that's not even taking into account you know, the poor league form. You, 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 we're in the FA Cup. Obviously, we survive as part of that deal. And then you give him the summer to, to to get players, and then from there you see, you know, where he is. He's got to change, though. He's got to change the way he deals with some of the players, the way he rotates the squad, etc. Um, I'm sure relationship with, with um with the with the owners has probably changed a little bit based on the 19 game, you know, one 19 game shake, etc. But I think to shower him to get with him now would be harsh. And I always look to the future, saying, well, who could we replace him with? And right now, I can't think of anybody who would we can get in you know, at this time, and I, I tweeted out yesterday how much I like Flores and Martinez, they both have jobs, I only did that because I think I like him as managers, I don't really like, like him for Palace, and, you know, so, but I think that if we win the FA Cup, he's got to stay, if he doesn't win the FA Cup, I would not be shocked to see him leave.
3: Well, I'm going to nail my colours to the mast, I'm, I'm, I'm a pardew apologist, I want him to stay at the club, um, whether whether he wins the FA Cup or not, I,
4: I really do. That's fine, and I you know, yeah. that's, that's a great stance to have, honestly, yeah, but that, that doesn't
3: mean I won't change my mind. Because <laughs> that's, that's what happens. You, know, you, you change your mind based on the evidence in front of you. At the moment, I, I'm firmly in the belief that you know, there will be things that we did well this season and things where we made errors. The, thing, the important thing is to learn from your mistakes. Um, and if we see next season that, that we haven't learned from those mistakes, you know, at managerial level, at board level, or whatever... That fan level, I think, as well, we've made some, made some colossal errors. So if we don't all learn from the mistakes and become better for it, then then obviously there needs to be a change. Uh, and the, but the key thing for me is I genuinely think the players are with him still. I, I do mean, too. I, think, I mean, yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. And you know what? I saw that, Chris, last week. I mean, I was there. You know, the how they reacted on the field, you know, uh, you know, going up, getting the 1-1, getting the goal, the, the reaction after the match. You can just tell the players behind him. That wouldn't have happened. I don't think we could have won that game at all with they weren't behind him. So that, that's a very good point. I just don't know what happened when the league just you know, come along. But I agree with you. The, the players definitely behind the managers. No doubt about that. Will they stay with him? That's the question. But they are behind him right now. I agree with you.
3: Yeah, definitely yeah, so hopefully uh, a bit of reworking in the summer anyway we're going to leave it there for this week we've actually done quite a bit more than I thought we'd do uh, hopefully um, hopefully this was entertaining enough and sort of fills a gap for you because um, there was going to be nothing <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so yeah there you go um, so join us um, next week we'll obviously be feeling a lot better after beating Stoke at Sellers Park come on um, yeah we can do that and then uh, we'll be safe <laughs> all attention will go and we can look forward to an FA Cup final yes. uh, and, and an exciting summer change and all that sort of stuff so my thanks to to patrick and to alex cheers boys thank you no worries and, and uh, my thanks to myself for producing as well well on well Great, played, chris well, well played chris well,
0: Chris hamley twice i've pressed it
3: <laughs> anyway <laughs> cheers see you next week everyone bye. see you bye bye
2: it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go